Hey everyone, it's Joe Batanz and Lori Roggenkamp from Hello Uglies. Uh, Shut up! <laughs> why does that get me every single time? And you'll figure out why uh, when you listen to the show. Well, everyone should know what you're going to listen to right now, because we're done with the run of the show, is... A year ago, actually, probably just yeah. over a year ago, Lori and I had this brilliant idea that we would do the entire run of season one in a few days. It'd be so easy of uh, the Dragula YouTube show. We did one episode. Yeah. We did one episode, and that was it. But uh, what you're going to hear right now is that original episode. We were actually in the same room. I was house-sitting for my brother. Isn't that what it was? Yeah, you were, and then uh, I think we or didn't we get like a weird? We ordered like pizza or something, and the delivery guy, or we didn't get the delivery we wanted or something like that. I forgot. It oh, was like yeah, a, there was something weird. Like like you had a Lori had to have one of her special salads. Oh, like, I had a Caesar salad. That's right. We had to go to a specific place to find a Caesar, Caesar oh, that's salad. Right, we couldn't because you had to be a chicken oh, area. Apparently, Caesar salads were like it's like the town of Footloose, <laughs> but with Caesar salads where you live. <laughs> yeah, the whole thing with this Lori and her focaccia Caesar salad and. And so we only landed up recording one episode. It was the first episode. And when we re-released Hello Uglies, the sound was so... The sound you're going to hear is not bad. We we used a lot of licensed music and whatnot. So I had to take that stuff out. out and uh, we didn't do a good job of introducing the show. So what you're going to hear is the first run, the dry run, the pilot episode ever of, of Hello Uglies. And you're going to hear that right now. And we hope you guys enjoy it. Thank you. All right. Goodbye. Welcome to the RuPaul. <laughs> I'm so used to RuPaul. Hold, please. Welcome to the Drag Race Recap. No. <laughs> Take two. Take three. Take three. Welcome to Hello Uglies, the Dragula recap show for Season 1, Episode 1, titled Wickedest Witch. My name is Joe Batanz, and I am joined, as always, by one terrible co-host from the podcast, Bloody Mary. Please say hello to Lori Roggenkamp. It's actually the Bloody Mary podcast. Oh, that what it's called? Yeah, oh, really? Yeah. Not just called Bloody Mary? No, because there's another podcast called Bloody Mary. Oh, is so there? It, it's like, I think it's a bunch of women who get together, drink Bloody Marys, and then talk about stuff. Oh. So, um... If you're a woman, do you really want to be associated with the word Bloody Mary? Yes. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Why Why does it matter? I just... I don't know. You know what? Maybe just because I have just as a version... Like, let me, let me tell you this. And I'm being completely honest. Uh-huh. Were it not for periods, I would love to be a woman. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, I mean, well, first of all, as we all know, they're the top of the food chain. They have all the privilege. Yes. Okay. <laughs> they're and, the pick of the litter. Yes. And, of dogs. Yeah, and you get to pee sitting down, you know? Well, you know you can pee sitting down now. I mean, it just depends on how long your dick is. I'm going to be honest with you. When I'm at home, I pee sitting down. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Sometimes I pee standing up. Do you really? Yeah. Wait, I want to get back to that. Let me tell you why I pee sitting down. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's, I, I, it happens a lot in the middle of the night because it's just it, it's so tiring. To, like when you're like groggy, yeah, it's easier to sit and let it come out than just like stand and hold your dick and point. And then it's dark and you have to aim. Yeah. So a lot of times it's easier just to uh, let it uh, to sit down. Also. I don't know what it is. It's something psychological in my body. I could shake my dick forever till like, like it owes me money. That old joke, right? Yeah. And as soon as I put my dick Give in my me pants, that money, penis. <laughs> Give me my. As soon as I put my dick in my pants, there's still gonna be a little drop that comes out. Mm. I can do all the prep I can. So that's why when I feel I sit down, I can just let it just all drop out, and I feel that like. Well, that's always the case, though. Does that happen with, to women too? Even Do, with women, yeah. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, you can wipe however much you want. It's still gonna, you're still gonna get a little bit. 
So, uh, so let me tell. Why do you how? Why and how do you pee standing up? Uh, I pee. I pee standing up sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes mm-hmm. for the exact reason why you pee sitting down. That like I get up to pee. Uh, cause I probably get up to pee once every hour and a half, two hours when I'm sleeping. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? So, yeah. So, um, I, I just, I just so lazy to, and the way that my bathroom is, is I could literally, if I just do a straight shot, I can just walk up to my toilet. So sometimes I'll just do that cause I don't want to have to like turn around, sit down, put mm-hmm. my underwear down. So I'll just like, but wait, but doesn't it just, I see, do, do women pee like in a stream? No, or, it goes all over the place mostly. Oh, it does. Yeah, but it's like I'll just be like I'll clean it up later. It's not as it's not as clean as it's not like I'm saying that I'm clean. I'm a disgusting person. <laughs> I'm just saying that that when I'm super lazy mm-hmm. and the handful of times that I've done it because I don't drink all that much and mm-hmm. the the I would say I've maybe done it three times and those have been times where I've been drunk where I'm just like fuck it I don't want to have to deal with anything if you were to, like squat and pee how would it come out it doesn't come out as a, a spray and it can't come out as a spray it can come out as a, it's a it's a lot like you know when men pee you know sometimes it comes out as a stream sometimes it comes out as like a mist depending on if a you mint. what oh yeah you don't know about that i've like never had my pee come oh the i think you mean like a mist like you know like no like you know, like the mist of the jungles or no. something like that like no. you're like this, a steamy yeah it's not urine no it's not cloud. a brothel it's not like a, a yeah it's not a thick mist um no uh by the way with my drag name in college <laughs> i thought that was gonna be the name of your penis no thick mist no it's rumple foreskin is named my penis. oh okay yeah uh is that why you don't sleep have sex with a lot of men? Because it gets pissed off when when they find out its name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when they get like, <laughs> is your penis name Rumble Foreskin? It splits in two and then it goes into a hole. And but I'll tell you what, every time I wake up in the morning, there's bales of gold that spun. Oh, that's good. It spins gold. That's why I have all is this. That why you shake it because it owes you bales <laughs> yeah. of gold. Yeah, well, yeah. Where are my fucking bales of gold, Rumble? <laughs> By the way, that's why I have all the wealth that I do. Yeah, yeah. By the way, that that leaves a question. I don't know what happened in the old days, but like. Where if I had bales of gold, where would I? What if you had just gold? Where would you take it? Would you even know where to take it? It's well, I mean, wouldn't it be a barter? Wouldn't it be a barter system? So you would just go like, I'll give like Seven Eleven. I'll give you some gold for this. Yeah. No, I think you have to go to like a, a professional person who well, deals now with gold. You do, but before that's what I'm. No, that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about like let's say for instance, I said, Lori, here's a bar of gold. What would you do with that? I don't know. I'll probably go to the bank. You think you think the bank can handle gold? Well, if they can't, then you know, they can tell you. They where, right. can tell you where you yeah, know where you have to go. That's how I, I send most of my technical support emails. I just send them <laughs> to random people, and I go, "If you can't help me, please point me in the direction of somebody who can." Does that work for you? Uh, most of the time, it does. Sometimes it's like they don't even respond, or they'll be like, "I don't know," and I don't know. So and I'm like, "Well, you're no help." I feel like technical support people hate me. Like, in fact, the program we're using now, uh, I was telling someone earlier that i think they have my picture up on the wall because of how much i often call i I contact them and i've been trying to upload this podcast for a week now Mm -hmm. on itunes and i keep having problems and i finally emailed them and was like guys like i don't know what i'm doing wrong Mm -hmm. please for the look because it kept getting uh it kept saying that it was there was explicit language and i wasn't checking off that it was explicit but i was so i was like i don't know what i need to do differently I've looked through everything, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And they said, uh, we identified an issue with your podcast. You have used you used the word shit listed in your description slash summary tags. And I've li- used the word shit like three times in my description. I didn't realize it. Oh, so, yeah, yeah. You, I don't think you can curse in the, in the description. So I had to take, take that out. And I was like, God, do, do, are you serious? Like, I could have just taken out the word. I could have just looked at that. Like, I don't, it was just like, ugh. So I'm pretty sure they probably just were like, you know, for the love of fuck, like get your shit together. So, if they could say it, that that's how they would say it. This week we meet the Boulet brothers and their cast of ghoul friends. The girls compete in a Wicked Witch of the West challenge and throw a little shade at each other in the makeup room. Foxy, Shochi, Vander, and Frankie Doom are named the top looks of the week, while Loris, Meatball, and Pinche were placed in the bottom three. During the elimination challenge, the girls were buried alive to see which of the queens could last the longest. In the end, 
Pinche Queen was burned at the stake, leaving only eight queens remaining. Lori, name two things you liked about the episode and one thing you did not. Uh, I, well, I like this. I love the segue that you just did. With Thank this you. Episode. That was good. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, two things I liked about the episode. Uh, I would say the... Uh, shoot, what was I going to say? Oh, the the buried alive. Even though I felt like some of it was anticlimactic, I just that was probably the funniest part for me. Oh, you laughed. Yeah. Oh, that was fun. The fact that Pinche Queen could not like literally her face was right under the hole, whereas uh, which is what most of your girlfriends say too. (laughs) (laughs) Oh God, I wish. I wish they would say that. I yeah. wish I had girlfriends, and I wish they would say that. But I bet you also your girlfriends have weird liquid porn on them, and crickets. Yes. And strangely, also sand. It's why it's why I don't. It's why I'm not dating a lot because I'll just be like, surprise. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so go on. What else did you like? Uh, I liked. I liked, uh, what's her face? Foxy Aju. Mm-hmm. I really like, I think she's, I don't think she's right for the competition, but I think she's a pretty, I, I like her, her look. I was okay. kind of upset when they made fun of her, when they said her shoes weren't right, because I, I thought her shoes were pretty sick. Well, I think it has to do something with that judge. I feel like the judge, everything the judge brought up was someone's shoes. Oh, he hated the shoes. And there's someone else, Does he too, wear like, heels? Like, I, I don't like, know. I feel like he, I got a sense that he was like a straight man. Like, probably not, but I was like, I don't know. he's got to be like some straight guy who's just like, who who's just like a cousin of the Boulay brothers. He had the weirdest critique, because remember he liked Foxy because a character in one of his books he wrote, or movies... Was named Foxy, and you're oh, like, that's right. You're like, okay, that's why you like her because one of the characters in your movie was named. Which, by the way, it's not like a super unusual original name, especially for like a black woman. Well, you know, also what I love is that was like a shameless plug. Like he was just like <laughs> one of the books I wrote. You know, it's like what I said on my podcast, the Bloody Mary podcast, yeah, about how like you shouldn't do shameless plugs. <laughs> <laughs> Coming out soon. And what's the name? What's the one thing you didn't like? The one thing I didn't like was all the all the body hair. I just was like, for for being, I I don't know. Maybe I just have a very archaic view because I I'm very new to the drag queen scene, Mm -hmm. so I'm probably completely out of it. But it just was like. In my opinion, I just felt like there was just way too much body hair. Well, I think... And that's going to be my complaint for most of the show. I think for this show particularly, you're going to have those complaints because I think this show sort of... You know, the, the theme song where it's just like drag, yeah, filth, filth. Uh, horror, glamour. Yeah. Those are the things that they're judged on. They're also listing the criteria. And I think uh, the Dragula sort of aesthetic is to be kind of gross or hairy or... Like not particularly feminine. It's it's a different kind of drag. It's a okay. It's 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 it's, it's, it's venturing into it. Like, what is gender and what does that mean? You know, that's true. I mean, I I will say that like we're not into it yet. But by by episode two, I would say Ursula Major really won me over, and I was. But we're not on episode two. I know. But I'm saying like now, Ursula. This is the first episode. I, I even wrote like, why is she? Why is Ursula Major so hairy? Like, it has, like, a full Amish beard. Mm-hmm. And just, like, you know, head... It just was so... And then, I don't know. It was just, it was just off-putting mm-hmm. a little bit. But also, I will say, that's coming from somebody who doesn't like body hair to begin with. So, mm-hmm. it mm. was a lot. Uh, two things I liked. Um, I, I actually... Oh, I didn't ask you that. But, yeah, yeah if, you wanna, right. if you want to give it, that's fine. <laughs> Um, I really, I mean, I think this is true for most episodes of Dragula, but this is the episode one. I'll say this: I liked, I liked the way the the Boulay brothers look. I like their look a lot. I think their looks are great. I think they look fantastic. There's something uh, very feminine about them, yet very scary. And uh, I, I was, I even wrote down. I wonder what if those red, uh, the in their first their first look where they're walking through. The the cemetery I was like, mm-hmm. and they were wearing those red uh, uh, contacts. I was like, does those do those hurt? Do those? Why would contacts hurt? I don't know. I just feel like they would just be so. Do thick. you associate like? Oh, I think it's just like they're spicy. Like their eyes are one of like, No, they're just like thick or something. But I love how they just sort of like they wear like outlandish fashions and like walking through that cemetery. It had to have been like 
a gajillion degrees. It just looked like it was sultry. And they were wearing all black. Well, you know what's strange is I I happen to know what cemetery that is. What is it? It's Home of Peace uh, Jewish Cemetery in East L.A. It's one of my favorite cemeteries. Oh. Because... Uh, weird little uh, Dracula side note. So I've taken people to Home of Peace. It's fascinating, actually, because it's like it's like in East LA. All right, like literally, like the like, and I don't mean gross. Like it's like gross in terms of like gang affiliation or anything like that. Yeah, it's like literally by like a gross freeway, and like it's just like it's just, it's just smog. It's just like in a very not pretty area, right? Yeah. But because of the way there is discrimination in the, you know, mid part of the, well, there's always been discrimination, but particularly when the cemetery was there in the mid part of the 20th century, uh, Jewish people, even no matter how rich and powerful they were, had to be buried in Jewish cemeteries and Jewish cemeteries could only be in designated areas like East LA. So when you go to Home of Peace, there's some very famous, powerful Jewish people there. So like, I think... Three of the four Warner Brothers are there. Wow. Um, Cecil, Cecil, Louis B. Mayer is there. Two of the three Who's Stooges. Louis B. Mayer? He was the head of uh, MGM, Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer. Wow. But uh, two of the, like, Curly from the Three Stooges is there. Shemp from the Three Stooges is there. One of the founders of Baskin-Robbins, Baskin, Jesus. is there. You oh, know? that's crazy. It's like a bunch of like really famous Jewish people are buried there where you're like, wow, these people like ran Hollywood and now they're in this like little tiny cemetery in East LA. Because even then, no matter how rich, how powerful they were, especially if they wanted to be buried in a Jewish cemetery, it had to be in East LA. Wow, that's crazy. Anyway, next thing I liked was you clearly were interested in that story. You seemed, I was. You seemed so interested. In I it. was. Uh, the next thing that I liked was I also liked the extermination challenge. I thought that was a really good extermination challenge. Like, but you know what's funny is, and I have to tip my hand here, I think in all the episodes of Dragul that I've ever seen, seasons one and two, it, I don't think I've ever seen anyone like straight up just give up an extermination challenge. That's what I was going to, I was just going to ask you that. I was going to say like, do they ever, does anybody ever like, because full on lose? Because I've seen in the episodes that I have watched, there's been people who win, but there's never been like, they've never been like, you're definitely the, I mean, obviously the people who get exterminated at the end, but, uh, but yeah, the, the, I mean, I would have been out the second they closed that casket. I, oh, really? Well, I would have been out. I even wrote on here. I wouldn't have, I would have been out when they told me I had to lay on wood. Like, I was just like, the, wow, you're the, really lesbian. Oh, <laughs> Yes, that's the, no. I would just say for my back. Oh, okay, I would have just been like, no, there's no way in hell I'm yeah. laying for. I'm gonna screw up my back. Yeah, just so I can win a contest. Yeah. Um. Well, what's funny is, I. I like the challenge, but yeah, I I don't, I don't know what I would have done in that challenge, but. What's but I there, there is in season two not to tip our hand a little bit a person kind of gives up and I'm only stretching it there but that's the closest we're like they don't seem that into it right well, episode two not to tip our hand again but they say they talk about somebody kind of giving up in that but did you uh, we'll talk about that in episode two okay. I'm really starting to hear myself get into it and what I didn't like again having watched season two. I mean, it already looks cheap, but then when you see... Have you watched any of season two at all? No. Okay. Season two, you can tell they get a much bigger budget. Like, it's not... No, no. Is it like network TV level budget? No, but this... You realize, oh, they shot this for $5. Oh, do they get... Do they get a sound? Do they get a sound guy yes. in season two? Because yes. I will say that I can, I think I'm gonna switch from body hair to to sound because I was I have I just looking at I have like so many notes about how terrible the sound is. The sound is terrible. They literally produce. I think they literally had someone's iPhone and was filming it. I honestly I would believe that. I would believe iPhone. I would believe like if you know, like the that's why I was saying. I was telling you earlier. I think that the Boulay brothers are never in the same room as the contestants. I think. I think. Because a lot so, of the time you're right. They're mic'd so differently. Yeah, I think a lot of the time you're right, and maybe maybe they realized the sound was that bad, so they redid those introductions. But like, let's just let's focus on episode one. I, when I watched episode one again, I realized, yeah, when they're talking to the ghouls in the vault, they maybe they were there talking to them, but 
what we see on camera, yeah, they're clearly not no. in front of them. No. Also, <laughs> my friend, I will say that uh, uh, along with, I would say not as much. It didn't make me laugh as much than the elimination or the extermination in the caskets. But what I loved was the faces of all the ghouls, of all the queens, when the knapsack was taken off their, their head. Because you just could tell for like a split second they were so pissed that the they had to have a knapsack and ruin their hair. Uh-oh. Like Foxy as you was like so upset uh melissa be fierce she was just like she like amelia was just like throwing it away like what the f- you know i thought oh, oh that's another thing i wanted to ask why was everybody so shocked that melissa be fierce was there is she like a well-known drag queen i don't you, no, i'm gonna tell you about this maybe it come up in later episodes because i've seen all the episodes but she was known and i guess they, i guess they did mention this in season in episode one at some point they mentioned that melissa oh. be fierce was not was is sort of known as like a pageant queen. That's sort of like a beauty queen, right? Really? Not like a Dragula type. She's known for being like uh, always like like almost like a lipstick lesbian, essentially. So yeah. they, I think they were really shocked that she would be in some, and she was a well known in that field, and so that they were sort of shocked that she would do something like Dragula. But I, you you learn about that. I don't remember what episode you learned about that. But I think that's I why they were sort of shocked. Yeah, because everybody's faces just looked like, oh shit, she's here. Yeah, yeah. I think and, she, and I think she's well known for yeah. being yeah. So and also I looked online in uh, Pinche Queen. So this used to be a live show where they would. It's do, still a live show. Oh, it is. Mm-hmm. And Pinche Queen was one of the winners of the live. That's why they always say these people are handpicked. Mostly, yeah. mostly these queens, I guess competed in the live show we should go to one of the live shows i would love to on friday nights oh, okay and you can tell in the first season that they film a lot of it at the bar where it happened which is precinct in downtown la oh nice yeah i would i mean i think it would be not hilarious but hella fun oh yeah but also a little hilarious all right let's move on um Let's meet the monsters. First, the Boulet brothers, which I found out their names. The tall one is named Drek Morda. Yeah, I looked online too. And the short one is named Swanthula. What would you say you Sw- th- Swanthula? Which one would you say? I would say Swan- Swanthula. Swan- Swanthula. Uh, accompanied by their manservant Israel, make their way through a cemetery and into the mausoleum, where the, or now they call it the vault, where the contestants are have bags this is bound but have bags over their heads or knapsacks over their heads we meet each of the queens and learn about the main challenge laura you wanted to say something oh i wanted to know what is what is israel's job because when he's walking through the cemetery he's holding that umbrella it is not covering anybody but himself (laughs) he is not i mean he's good to look at and his tattoos are sweet Mm -hmm. so i mean is that it but like he doesn't do and then what what was what i even thought love more was that so then he's walking through the the cemetery and the sun's beating down on the Boulay brothers. And it's like, why didn't they get a bigger goddamn umbrella? And then he walks up to the door, the vault of the cemetery. And you're thinking, oh, okay, he's at least going to open the door for the Boulay brothers. No, he just stands by the door and they have to open it and walk in. So I was like, what does he do? I th- that's, if that's a real question, I think it's just he's meant to look good and sort of be like that's their it? man. Oh, I don't know. I, I never noticed that before. I always he would open the door for them or anything like that. No, he's he's utterly useless except for the fact that he looks good. Which I mean, it's fine, but I it's it just I don't know. I don't know why it bugs me so much. I will say that I do think that the umbrella is more vanity than really blocking the sun. I mean, it was a great. It was. I will say this. It was a great tableau Mm -hmm. it was an awesome picture the first thing you see is these like drag queens walking with a shirtless man a buff shirtless man with a black umbrella and they're all wearing black and they're walking through a cemetery that was good but just like then once you kind of get over that shock effect you're like well that umbrella is not covering anybody and he doesn't do he doesn't like it's it would be different if like he did something like besides just walk behind them and you know i don't know i just i just was like what is his what is his point but i mean his tattoos are sweet and he looks buff i wanted to go through each of the drag queens uh i don't know if you have notes on them or not i do okay so uh let's go through each of the drag queens so oh uh so the first one i have is sochi mochi sochi mochi and she i don't know if you know this but there are only like four women four drag queens who get to talk they remember they do the when they when they introduce them they all kind of like four of them give like a little bit of a 
Oh yeah, oh like sort of like a, yeah. like a confessional kind of thing. Okay, confessional. Yeah. Is so, she one of them? She's one of them. Yeah. And what do we learn about her? Um, that she's super excited to do it, and that this is something that she's always been interested in. Um, her teeth are legit. I don't know why, but they scare me. But I will say that one of the things that was disappointing when I saw her at the end of the show of the first episode was that I when she was doing her showcase. And they threw that water on her. Mm-hmm. It was like I could see that it was she it was just like makeup that she was just using. I thought it was like some kind of like I don't know retainer or something that was causing. It. But she she just puts black on her teeth, which is cool, but also kind of disappointing that it's not like an actual. Set. Oh, you thought they were her real teeth? Yeah, <clears throat> that'd be really disturbing if it was. Yeah. You know what's funny? What I don't like about this show is we never... Not, uh, season two, they changed a little bit, and maybe we'll see how they do it in season one. I can't remember. But you don't really ever get to see them as boys, which I think is important on RuPaul's Drag Race. Well, because you it see them ha- in the beginning, when they were at the end, when they were doing their makeup and stuff. Yeah, but they have their makeup on still. I want to see, I don't really know what anything looked like. What, so I think... And I think there's a, this problem was on season one. They... I, I, it's very, very difficult, even for me now, to differentiate them. There's certain ones like, like there's basically types to me. There's the big ones, yeah. So like Ursula, Meatball, and Frankie. But I could, while they're walking, I can't tell you who is who, right? Yeah. And then like Vander, I can tell, you know, and Loris, I can tell. Loris is a very distinct look. But then like Sochi, and um, and Foxy's black. So yeah. Obviously, yeah, but like I feel like maybe we'll go through them. But like I have trouble differentiating. Oh, like Melissa and Sochi when they're in makeup, I have trouble differentiating. I them. guess I see what you're saying because like with with uh, Drag Race, they will like show their real name and then their drag name. Yeah. Whereas with this one, they refer to them solely by their drag name. But they also don't show titles as much. They just yeah. kind of assume you know which drag queen well, that is. That was that was one of the re- that was one of the hard things in the first episode was I had to watch like part of the second episode just to find out who was eliminated because I couldn't tell. Yeah, like, because I, I you're right. I couldn't right. tell who was burned at the stake because who, I forgot. It's Meatball was, and Pinche, isn't it? M- meatball and Pinche were, and I was like, I couldn't tell if it was Meatball or Pinche. So yeah, like, because they're in that same, yeah, yeah. You, you, I had, yeah, you're, I completely agree. And they need, they should have done a better job on the, in the season. So I'm going to add that to another thing I didn't like about this episode. But I think it goes throughout the season. It just doesn't matter as much throughout the season because if we yeah. lose queens, well then it becomes easier to tell who's left. Left, you know, yeah, but um, they wish they would have done that more. And, and, and to be honest with you, I felt that same confusion when I watched season two. I hope it's something that they really work on for season three. They're doing another season, a season three, yeah, 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 yeah for sure. Oh, nice, yeah. So, I think that I would love to see more differentiation between the or, or find a way to see more of them. This season is very, very light on any like on RuPaul's Drag Race. The girls walk into the workroom. You see them working on things. They get a challenge. Sometimes there's a mini challenge. This one is like, it cuts to the chase. I mean, the episodes oh, yeah. are very short. They like after this episode, they show they just start showing up in their makeup, like for the challenge. Well, that's why I think it's always so funny. That's sort of the weird trick of Dracula is that they show. Up. So what happens on Dracula is that actually they film within week a week. So they film and then they have a week late. They film it a week later again. Oh, okay. Okay. So the queens have a week to prepare for the next challenge. Oh, okay. okay. And they know the challenge? Obviously, because they'll show up in like this. And then yeah. But then they go like, we're going to tell you our challenge, uglies. By the way, I was rewatching the first episode yes, last night, and your your impression is dead on. <laughs> like, I was like, oh, my God, that is hilarious. Um, like, today... You're going to dress up as Alice in Wonderland. You're like, wait a minute. That person's already dressed as the Mad Hatter. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so like they clearly, but then the the queens all act like surprised. Like, what? We're going to, where where are, what are we doing? What's happening? So, um, but they're already like half done. That's sort of the funny thing about Dragula. Also, what, what I thought was weird or was interesting was like, and I like this about, uh, Drag Race Two is I like seeing the makeup that they they're putting on, but mm-hmm. it's almost like it's not it's not finished yet. And then you see the final product, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, that's what you're like. How? Because from like for me, I'm always like, how the hell are they going to look scary with just that on? Like, mm-hmm. what's that about? And then you see the final product, and you're like, oh, okay. But then there were some like Loris. I felt like in this, like she put on like uh she or who was the one who just totally covered herself in black paint? That was Loris, I be- right? 
No, was she? No, no. Cause wasn't the one in black paint? Wasn't she getting the bottom? Wasn't that Pinche? Oh, maybe it's Pinche. Yeah, Pinche like started had her forehead painted when they mm-hmm. were when they were in the makeup room, and then I was like, oh, there must be something crazy going on. And then she comes out and she's just fully in black paint. I was like, well, I guess there was no mystery to that. Yeah. <laughs> like, there was no mystery as to what that was going to be. But, um, okay, let's move on. Ursula Major. What do you have notes on her about? See, she's one that like I have trouble differentiating her. Well, Ursula Major. I mean, we talked about it already. I she had the beard. She had the beard, but I will say I love her tattoos. I love the stomach tattoo that mm-hmm. she has. That's his faggot across mm-hmm. the stomach. I thought that was cool. Yeah. Um. I think. Uh. I love that. One of the things that I like, I think is I don't know if they do it for comedy or if just by accident, but sometimes they will leave scenes go. They will like linger on things a little bit longer and mm-hmm. people will just get really awkward and that was with ursula major like they just like they lifted up her knapsack and she just stared into camera and they were gonna like it looked like they were gonna move on to the next person but then they just stayed on her mm-hmm. and she just like kind of like shuffled her hands and was just like i don't i don't know what you want. <laughs> like, like i don't know what you want me to do <laughs> i just thought that was so funny but i mean i thought she did um well, I guess we'll save that for later, the the actual thing. But I thought she did okay. Yeah, we're just talking about the way they look yeah. in the vault. But, I, I mean, all of them were, uh, you know, all of them were good. I just thought that with her, I she was the one that I was the most weirded out about because I just didn't know that you could have a beard and be a drag queen. So. Oh, yeah, you can be a lot of things. <laughs> all right, Foxy Ajouet. My, li- my little note was... I wanted to know how they pick names mm-hmm. because my theory was that she picked her name based on how many points she could get in a Scrabble board. <laughs> I was like, well, I actually, know. I happen to know that information. Ooh. Uh, the name Ajoué is a play on the French term Ajoué, which means to play with. Oh. So, so Foxy Ajoué. Foxy. I still don't know what it means. To play with Foxy? Yeah. Um, my drag name in college. I thought she was. I think she's probably the prettiest of all the drag queens. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't necessarily know if she's good for the show. Oh, really? But I think that she's. I would love to see her on Drag Race. Oh, really? Yeah, I think she would kill it on Drag Race. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Uh, okay. Next up, Vander Van Odd. Vander Van was one of the one was the second person to be able to talk. And you found out that she was she's never done any kind of drag competition before. Okay. Or drag performance. And she was great. I mean, that she I think she's probably I've only seen the first two episodes well, three technically. But she's I think she's the most creative out of everybody. Mm-hmm. And that the she was wearing like a crown of doll heads and limbs that were Yes, and I that looked that was really was, cool. I thought that was super cool. And I thought it was like that's what I think this competition's about. Like, I don't necessarily feel like it's about, like, disgusting stuff. I feel like it's, like, scary and, like, that kind of... And I feel like she hits that on the head. Like, she's not... It's not, like... I'm not grossed out, but I am a little on edge and terrified. And mm-hmm. I think that that... I like that more than just being, like, completely grossed out. Okay. Meatball. Meatball. <laughs> Meatball was the one that I feel like she literally just was, like, ran around the house and was like, "How? what do I... What am I going to wear? I have this cookie monster costume <laughs> that I that my cousin my my four year old niece wore. Mm-hmm. So maybe I could still like that was to me was the craziest thing. Uh, but I mean she's she looks um, she looked amazing. Mm-hmm. So anybody all Ursula Major um, Meatball and then um, Pinche Queen and who was the other one? I forgot the who's the other Frankie. One? Frankie, all of them, I'm just like, I wish I wish I had that kind of confidence with my body mm-hmm. that they have. Because they're all bigger people, but they just, they, they're freaking phenomenal. Like, they walk in heels, and they, so I was just like, man, I wish I could do that. Loris. So this is where I feel like, in my opinion, from the first episode, they, so right after meatball Mm -hmm. i feel like from then on they picked they were going down the line this is what i feel like is going to be the the sort of the the way that the um it goes with the with who wins Mm -hmm. is because i feel like that they had the top Mm -hmm. already and now these are the people that are going to be in the bottom so that's kind of my opinion because loris 
uh, well, first off, she was basically wearing like the fifth element, a red fifth element costume. Mm-hmm. Um, and also she did the sign of cunnilingus, which nothing <laughs> screams gay man, like uh-huh. <laughs> doing this, doing the sign that you're going to lick somebody's, you know, vagina. Yeah. So. Well, look, <clears throat> you're right. Like we all like, we, people don't know this, that gay men love to, I can't even say it. I'll gag. Like you know, like they they do the grossest things. On, that that would be that would be funny. If that was like the extermination challenge. Like like you have to like lick a vagina. Oh, that people would start quitting. That would be. They'd worse. be like, okay, I'm out. You know what I remember from one of the first time, one of the first conversations we we had when we first met mm-hmm. was how you thought you legitimately thought that women's vaginas were different dependent on their race. You thought that they were like one, like they were like different size, not different sizes, but like different. Sh- they like one would go sideways, uh-huh. one would go. You legitimately did not understand how vaginas work. Yeah, and I was like, "Oh shit, you're really a gay man." Like that was my first real. real I'm not even being funny when I tell you this. I don't know where I was in my twenties, but some time in my twenties, it was then that I found out that women pee out of a different hole. Yeah, that there's not just one hole that everything happens in. Yeah. Like, I learned there was a pee hole and then, like, a vagina hole. Well, I, they're called different things. I, I don't no, know. Those are me- medical terms. <laughs> I, I went to, a, like, a, a medical encyclopedia, and oh, it's gotcha. the vagina hole. Yuha, hoo-ha. <laughs> Yuha and hoo-ha. Yuha and hoo-ha. Uh, bunghole. Um, nice. Pie hole. Fart. <laughs> mouth. <laughs> <coughs> I'm referring to a, a stand-up bit that I used to do. Yeah. Uh, <coughs> You're yeah. pisexual. I, thank you, Byron Allen. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. am pisexual. Yeah, yeah. Laurie, what are you? <laughs> oh, boy. Are, well, you, are you bisexual? Are you gay? Or what? Are you straight? Byron, Byron, let me tell you, Byron. Uh, I, I am what's known as pisexual. Uh, I will... Sleep with anybody who will give me a pie. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what? Maybe if you do well tonight, maybe some guy will take you home and get you some pie. Oh, well, that's... I mean, if you... So... <laughs> I want to end this bit. Uh, <laughs> well, no. Finish the bit. <laughs> I can't... I want to end it because I can't remember the joke. Oh, the joke. I know what the joke is. It's like... I can't remember. Like, I had a poem or because, something. I know, no, what it was was, if I do well tonight, I'm going to celebrate... With pie. No, well, that was one joke. That yeah. was an, I have many jokes on what I'm going to do after, <laughs> how, what I'm going to eat and how I'm going to... I had a whole 30 minutes on that that <laughs> I had to scrap because it just got too sad. It made you hungry. Yeah, oh, yeah, I was starving. Yeah. Remember when we used to uh, do stand-up at that place that was right, literally right across from the uh, chicken and waffles play, restaurant? That's how I think that's I think you've said that's how we became friends because I bought you chicken and waffles. Well, you, yeah, because you literally were like, you want to, hey, you want to go talk over at that, I'll buy you. And I was like, nah, I'm okay. And you're like, I'll buy you chicken and waffles. I was like, sure. And then we went and then I was like, oh, you're actually a really nice person. Like, and you're really funny. <laughs> I was just expecting to have it be like a shitty combo and then also, but then get free chicken and waffles out of it. So. Yeah. Where, what show were we doing? I can't even remember. It was somewhere in Long Beach. But yeah. it, it was literally like it was a it was a building where one half was a chicken and waffle place and the other half oh, was a comedy you're right. was a bar with a you're comedy right. club. Yeah. You're right. Oh my goodness, that's and taking we used me back. To perform. I my the night that my grandma died, I went and performed at that place. And afterwards, you were like, "Do you want me to get you some chicken and waffles?" <laughs> Your grandma died. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I have some going back to the show oh, uh, with Loris. Did you know Loris is her real name? I would believe that. Uh, she was born in Switzerland. Really? She didn't learn English until the fourth grade. Yes. Oh. And her original name was Circuit Vane, but she changed it to her first name because in her thing, she's like the most famous drag queens use their real name, like RuPaul or Willem. So she wanted to use her uh, real name. Yeah. You know? So Loris is her real name, and she thought it was more uh, gender neutral. Oh, okay. 
Yeah, Loris is Loris is an interesting one. I I will say that in the beginning I was underwhelmed, mm-hmm. but then the way that she reacted when she was quote unquote getting peed on in the in the extermination, I thought was hilarious. Oh, you liked it? Yeah. When she was like, uh, yeah, yes, daddy, yes. Yeah. I just thought it was so weird that somebody like that was her go to. Mm-hmm. You know, my go-to would be like, what is that? Like, my go-to would be Frankie Doom. What is that? What's going on? What's happening? Well, my go-to was like, more, more. And I was like, well, you know, well, good I, for her. I should tell this story now because I feel it'll be a repeating it, – it'll be a story that we reference a lot. So I might as well tell it now. What? But Lori and I used to watch a show called oh, – come on. How Clean Is Your House? Okay? Ugh. And this show was two old British ladies would go to the homes of people who were really dirty – and clean their homes and teach them how to be clean. Okay. <laughs> and what happened at the end of every episode is they always did some sort of um, like carpet cleaning, you know, and so they would clean the carpet in the challenge, in the, in the, in the challenge, in the episode. And at the end, the two old ladies would say like, now we're going to show you, look at how dirty your carpet was. And there'd be gallons and gallons of dirty water. And they would see that came from their carpet. And Lori would every time she would like cover her eyes and look away. <laughs> she look like away. You with vagina. Yeah, and I go, what? What's your problem? Why can't you look at this? She goes like, I don't know. I just imagine that like I wouldn't be able to control myself if I was around it, and I would drink this dirty water, which leads to so many questions. Like, what is it? Like, it's not. <laughs> So what? it's never going to happen. That's what I. That's what I think that you keep think you keep going to is that. I'm just saying that like I imagine a world. It's like my fear of heights. I imagine a world where I just like if I'm standing on a ledge. I imagine a world where I just jump off, and mm-hmm. then that's what scares me. But so with the thing is, I imagine a world in where I just all of a sudden grab the jug and just drink it, and I know it's going to be disgusting. So I already get pre nosh. Ugh, I can't even think about it. But what is this? This means this uncontrollable urge. Yeah, it's an uncontrollable <laughs> urge that I'm just like for some reason I don't know why. But that's where most of my fears lie, except for spiders. I legitimately am afraid of. It. But most of my like heights that like how are you with snakes? I'm okay with nope, snakes. Can't do snakes. I, I'm okay with snakes as long as they're not like. Uh, I used to have a, f- a friend's snake who would wrap himself around my stomach, mm-hmm. and so I so thought it was a big fucking snake. Yeah. Well, this I must have been like the was, world's longest snake. I was like twelve at the time. It was the big and tall of snakes. Yeah. What's the big? What's, what's what? Well, you dress like a man, so you probably go to big and tall. But where do where do, we, where do most women go? Lane Bryant. Oh. Or Torrid. Torrid. I do. I do dress like a woman sometimes. So, All right. um, but right now you look like if they did a, a flashback in the future, if one of the Stranger Things kids had a sex change. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's good. I'm glad that's the part I'm going for. Oh, so, really? Uh, actually, what's funny is I was driving. So I have to drive my dad's truck right now because my car battery's dead. I was driving in my dad's truck and I was getting onto the freeway and there was a red light to get on. And I like didn't as soon as it turned green, I didn't hit the gas right then. This fucking douchebag honks at me. So of course, what I do is I just go super slow and make it so he can't get out of the lane, and I just go like three miles an hour. So he pulls up, finally gets out of the lane, and he pulls up next to me. He's like, "Bro, bro, get the fuck <laughs> no, out of there!" Yes, no, he did. Yes. He rolled oh, out his window. My God. He's like, "Bro, get the fuck out of the car, bro. Pull over, pull over, bro." And I was like. <laughs> And then what happened when he saw you? He still I don't think he ever really knew that I wasn't a woman. Or he just assumed that I wanted to be acknowledged as a woman. He was a very understanding douchebag. Frankie Doom. Uh so Frankie Doom was another one who uh was able to talk and hers was very lackluster. She was just like I'm not a you know, I'm excited to be here, blah blah blah. I think I don't didn't really write it down. But the one thing that really jumped out to me was the tattoo on her chest. That looked terrible. The tattoo that was Not, on, I was like, oh what, my what God. was the tattoo of? It was like I don't it was some like random drawing of something and it just was like I was like oh god I hope that's not a real tattoo. I hope that she just put that there as part of her costume. But I didn't really get to see her chest after that. I mean, she has those giant uh wait, is that her Frankie Doom? Is that the one with the giant boobs? Or is that somebody else? I don't. I'm telling you, in episode one, they all blur together. The the the, the pain on the tech, especially the big chunky ones. 
Yeah, I think, yeah, Frankie Doom is the one with the giant tits. So I she kind of keeps it covered up because she has to have those tits showing. Mm-hmm. Like, the, it looks like the tits are coming through, like, a vest or something. So she has to keep her, so I just, like, I haven't had a chance, a good chance to look at it. But mm-hmm. she is another one that I'm just like, man, I would love to have, I would love to have her swagger. Like, she when she took the stage, but when we get to it, she, yeah. she was great. Pinche Queen. Uh, I put, she looks like a Frankenstein collection of different dogs, the head of a poodle, and the body of Borat. <laughs> like, again, like I said, with these bigger ones, I have trouble. But you know what? Supposedly, I guess she's legendary. Like you were saying, she won, she won Dragula, the, the live which show. Which is even more sad, I feel like, that she lost because you'd think that she knew what she was getting into. Like, uh, what was it? Fr- um, Vander Von Odd, she, she was like, she was like, I have no idea what's going on, but she, I feel like she's... She nailed the challenge. And all of everybody else, I felt like, kind of was sort of not really getting it. Mm-hmm. So you would think that Pinche Queen would be the one who would be like, oh, yeah, no, I know what I'm supposed to do. Because I've done this before. From what I've never seen the show, but I was talking to someone earlier who knew about the show. And they were saying that the show, the live show is very different from the television competition. And the live show is not as strenuous and not as... Um, yeah, well, that makes sense. Because you would... You, it would seem like they that's the reason why they have the competitions. They want to show these these uh, queens being put through the ringer. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Uh, Melissa B. Fierce. Melissa B. Fierce. She was the she was the last person to talk. Yeah. And she was uh she was basically just like I'm not afraid of anybody and I'm gonna win. And. Uh, but you could tell even from her, even though she was trying to be a little scarier, she was more of a beauty queen. Oh yeah, I even put here that she's. In my opinion, Foxy and her are the prettiest of the drag queens, mm-hmm. but I don't think that that's a plus. I think that's actually a minus. And if you in see, this competition, in this competition, and if you see the notes that they get, you know that that's true. That they that they're more they're more doing like, you know, like you say, like a floor show kind mm-hmm. of thing, and not like a ghoul kind of kind of show. Mm-hmm. So. Interesting. Now let's go in the makeup room. The girls get ready for the runway. Uh, what were they calling here? The floor show. While they apply their makeup, they have a discussion about the different challenges that have faced them in their drag careers and what they anticipate for the competition. Was there anything that struck you about their conversation in the makeup room? Uh, well, the only thing that's, I did, I remember telling you in the, when I first watched the show that I thought there were a lot of cut twos of purses. Yeah. And I rewatched, there's only one. So. <laughs> I guess, but it just stood out to me so much because they literally, it's the makeup room and the, all they do is just zoom in on a purse and then zoom out. There's no reason for it. Nobody's yeah. grabbing anything out of that purse. Mm-hmm. Nobody, you know, it's just a zoom in on a purse. But, uh, let me see. But I just, uh, I, I thought it was interesting. There are some, there were some people in there like Sochi Mochi and, uh, some women in there who I felt like were, or queens, sorry, I keep saying women. You but can say they, women. They were uh, they were complaining about how like you know nobody nobody wants this more than me because I'm suffering and that kind of that kind of gets tiring after a while. Mm-hmm. Like that's one thing that I don't like about competitions in general is these shows is they all they do is talk about how how much they've suffered. Are you talking about Vander's speech? Yes, that's. Oh it. really? Because that's interesting. Not I, so cheap, Sorry. I, I thought it. you would be relating to it as a comedian because what I mean because I what I took what Vander's speech was saying was. I'm a new queen and I have a really different take on things, but it doesn't matter if it's good or bad because I'm new or for whatever reason, I'm ignored. It's hard to get noticed because no matter what I do, because I think he says because he's newer because he's young, but he's found it very difficult to break into drag and that he likes it as an avenue to maybe break into drag because he's tried and no one pays attention to him or ignores him. It's hard for him to get good spots. But he's not in competition. I mean, obviously he's breaking into it. It would be different if he was just, you know, in working at McDonald's and he was talking to his his coworker. He's not breaking in then, but he's no, but on a drag about the, competition. But I think about the world of drag of doing drag and shows. See, the problem is, and I think you run into this is, I think I've heard these girls talk about it is, there aren't a lot of places to showcase this kind of drag. The, and that's like probably the, ghoul, the, the ghoul Dragula type of drag. Right now, you know what most drag. First of all, if you think about how many drag shows are there really, right? Yeah. And then. You have all these drag, and then it, you have to. It's so it's tough to get a spot as it is, and mostly what they're looking for are you know, 
fishy queens who do Donna Summer lip syncs, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, the really weird stuff is probably harder to get noticed for that. That's what I imagine he's saying. But, but go ahead. Talk shit on him. <laughs> no, I was just saying that I can see where you're coming from with that. I was just saying that I personally was like, it just gets tiring after what, but I mean, and also one of the, but that's me trying to find something to be upset about. Whereas mm-hmm. I feel like for the most part, I felt like the, the, uh, when they were putting on their makeup, they were really just more pot. They weren't like negative or anything. They weren't starting to start, start shit. They mm-hmm. were just like kind of talking and talking about their experiences and stuff. Nobody was like getting on each other or anything. So it's kind of a little bit boring. As far as like, you know, finding out, you really are just learning more about these people, mm-hmm. which I guess is good in a way. <laughs> you want to learn more. But at the same time, I was like, I want somebody to throw shade. Did, what did you think about uh, the, the conversation Loris had about being a vegan? Oh, that was annoying. Well, Loris was just like, Loris just rubs, you know, there's some people that just rub you the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Loris just rubs me the wrong way. So whatever she does, just, and when she was talking about, oh, I'll do that. I mean, I'm glad that she kind of realized that she's going to have to do whatever it takes to win. Mm -hmm. But it was like, the conversation went on way too long where she was talking about like, oh, as a vegan, it's, you know, blah, blah. I'm going to have to deal with it. It's like, okay, you're not killing a baby. You're just eating meat that's already dead. So Eating meat that's already dead. Oh, I see what you're saying. If you you eat meat. Yeah. But, you know, I've, I've, I've been vegan. I like... I like the world of veganism. I think in a in a oh, perfect yeah, world, what I would do is I would eat mostly <clears throat> vegan and just eat meat, you know, sparingly or you know whenever I go out with friends or something like that. But like for, try to try and be as vegan as possible. Well, that's pretty much what I do. I just I usually will have like chicken and then some vegetables or something. When you know, eating, chicken is meat. No, I know. But when I'm eating healthy, oh yeah, yeah. But I'll have like. I'll have cereal in the morning, and then I'll usually have, like, protein shake, and then some chicken and vegetables, and then, like, some vegetables for dinner. So mm-hmm. I usually will only have, like, meat, like, once a day. Yeah. Because it's, like, it's also just, like, a, it's more, I'm vegan not necessarily because I, like, believe in it, but more just because I'm lazy and I don't <laughs> have to cook meat. <laughs> oh, I think, actually, what's funny is I think it's harder, it's more work to be vegan than it, as someone who's... Cook well, healthy, vegan. healthy vegan. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's more work. Yeah. I mean, I'm telling you, I'm selective vegan. We're all, I'll, I'll eat meat when I don't want to cook vegetables. But yeah, in order to like, I, I one time spent like a whole weekend preparing a vegan, vegan meals for myself, and mm-hmm. it was like for three days, and I was exhausted. Yeah, because with vegan, it's a lot of. You have to be you really cut, honest. Like, like I, you know, I so much rice and beans. Uh, my friend Chris and Mercedes, they had me in an extra house and had me stay in that house and. Sort of the exchange for staying in that house was I did all the vegan cooking, uh-huh. and it, I was like it was like a full time job. Like I would wake up, make vegan breakfast, then immediately make vegan lunch, and then immediately I had to make vegan. I had like a couple hours off in the afternoon, but then I started like the vegan dinner. Jeez! So it was uh, it was sort of insane. Um, okay, let's move on. So let's talk about the floor show. The girl, the ghouls walked the runway in their best Wicked Witch couture. As they walk the runway, a bucket of water is thrown on them, and the queens pretend to be melting on the stage. Were there any performances during the floor show that stuck out to you? I thought Vander Van, Van Odd was great. Mm-hmm. I thought, and I loved the the ah L.A. tap water. Yeah, I thought that was kind of funny. At the end, uh, I liked. Uh, let's see. What, what? What? Let me read my notes. Which ones did you like? I, Vander Van Ott stuck out to me. Who was the one that I think it was Loris actually, even though she was well, Loris was more in the middle, right, or in the bottom? Yeah, Loris was in the coffin. Loris is in the coffin. Who was the one that came out with sort of like a potato sack on the head, almost like the nap that they had on the beginning? Uh, Frankie Ajou. Oh, Frankie, I like that. I like that look a lot. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was kind of. Eh. Oh, really? I didn't really like because it just took forever for her to. What was it? No, wait. I think no. Never mind. Frankie was, was it maybe Sochi? I think it might have been. So- Sochi or Loris. You know what? We here's the deals. We can let's actually. You know what? Let's actually watch the floor show. I'm gonna pull it up. Actually, oh, okay. We can actually just watch it here. Uh, okay. So, wh- wh- who was your favorite from the floor show? I would say uh, Vander Von Odd. I thought she did a really good job. I thought she she killed it. Um, I would say the person that I honestly thought was gonna go home was Melissa B. Fierce because I felt like. 
out of everybody, even though I think Peachy Queen didn't necessarily do, like, I felt like she was trying to do, like, Sia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that looked like, you know, not trying to show her face and do, like, a white yeah. wig. And so I feel like, even though I felt like that was a little lazy, I felt like that was at least trying in the mm-hmm. in the ballpark of what was hap- of what they were wanted. But I feel like with uh, Mostly Be Fierce, she didn't really do anything mm-hmm. that was considered, you know, um, uh, like, scary-ish. So, I don't know. All right, well, let's move on. After a lengthy judges panel, Vanner Von Odd was named the winner of the challenge, whilst Fox, Foxy, Sochi, and Frankie Doom were placed in the top. Um, I don't know if I would have put Sochi in the top. Really? I like Foxy, and I like Frankie Doom. Yeah, I don't know if I would have put Sochi in the top. You don't think Sochi? I thought it was too basic. I thought it was... Well, I mean, compared to everybody else, I thought that she did a great job. I mean, I think that blue lipstick was, was a little much, but, I mean, she still... It was scary-ish, you mm-hmm. know? I don't think she was uh, Von uh, von Odd, but she was... I thought she was at least, like, trying to fit the... I don't feel like... I don't feel like Meatball. I don't feel like Pinchy. I don't feel like a lot of them really fit the... The... Uh, whatchamacallit? The, the parameters of what they needed to do. All right. Uh, all right, here we go. Uh, place in the top. Melissa B. Fierce and Ursula were safe, while Loris, Pinche, and Meatball were in the bottom three. The bottom for the elim- for the I'm sorry the extermination challenge. The bottom three were forced to face off in a terrifying extermination challenge as they were all placed in coffins with their hands at their sides. Israel, the Boulet brothers' manservant, then shoveled dirt onto the coffin. After some terrifying moments of listening to the dirt hit the coffin and having the dirt hit the girls in the face, grasshoppers were released into the coffins. Finally, the girls were sprayed with water before before being released from the coffins. While all of the girls survived the challenge, only two of the girls would return the next week. At the end of the episode, we find Pinche Queen tied to a stake as the hands of the Boulet brothers light a torch and set her on fire to meet her grisly end. Lori, any final thoughts on the episode? Uh, oh, I would say one one of the things I written in my notes is uh, Pinchy Queen when they're when they're at the uh, when they're done with their uh, floor show, mm-hmm. she is hella tucked. If you see, like, I was just like, oh my god, that that is some amazing tuck work that I saw. Don't you think it's easier when you're fat to be so well tucked? You think so? I don't know. I can't say because I have a vagina, so I'm mm-hmm. always I'm constantly tucked. Okay, yeah. Um, but I will say one of the so the things that I love from the the extermination mm-hmm. was uh, when Meatball kept screaming "No, ma'am, no, oh, yeah. ma'am," <laughs> when she was getting the stuff thrown on her. <laughs> I love that, and I loved. Uh, I just, I kept yelling at PJ when, when I was watching the video, I was like, get away from the hole. She was so far down that it was literally falling right directly into her mouth. I don't know if that was, how would they move? They're trapped in that coffin. She could move up. She was so, everybody else was like, it was hitting their chest. She, it was hitting her literally on her face. Oh, I see. So she was so far down uh, the coffin that she was like, she could have like squirmed her way up. Mm-hmm. But I think, the, honestly, I think that's probably why she lost was because she was like, she kept like coughing and she kept trying to spit out the bugs because they were landing right in her face. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then let me see. Yeah, that's about it. Have you, have you said everything you have to say about this episode? It's all <clears throat> been covered. Uh, let me see. Oh, I loved when uh, I forgot. I think it was the shorter, the shorter Boulet brother said that Swanthula. Were, Swanthula was. She goes. I I was absolutely transfixed. <laughs> oh my god! I love how you fall for all these dumb, <laughs> corny drag jokes. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Also, why did she get two clipboards? She had two clipboards during the judging, uh-huh. and she never. She only used one clipboard. That's the kind of shit that bugs me, for some unknown reason. But yeah, that's it. Um. All right. Well, what did you think? Um. Any final thoughts on the episode on the challenge? I think I've shared everything I had to say about the challenge. Um. I don't think I have any final thoughts on the episode. You know, I again, I, in terms of the first episode of this new of this series, it's funny how to see how low rent it was, oh, yeah. and how they were starting from nothing and trying to make the best of what nothing. I like the. I like the. Um. I like the the uh, the cleverness of the challenge. 
Yeah, and I will say that it's it's good to see that all of them are goers. You know, nobody in the first was nobody was like I'm not doing that or you know, and they have to do some kind of humiliating things. Yeah, you would think for this one there would have been because the first episode people someone would have quit, like yeah. maybe Meatball would have quit or yeah. something like that. Um, but no, they all took it like a champ, and then. Um, yeah, you know, I, th- I think it's very hard for me as someone who watches so much RuPaul's Drag Race to be used to how fast it is. I also think, and I think this is particularly true for season one. This is something that changes for season two, and it gets worse as season one progresses. And I feel the Boulay brothers are trying to show this season we are going to fix the things that we think are wrong with Drag Race. So, for oh, instance, really? yeah, well, on Drag Race, you don't have as long of a judges panel. Maybe they were doing it to yeah, extend but- the time. And the judges' panels on on season one of Dragula are so long, well, and they put- get longer and longer. I even put that in my notes. The floor show ends at eleven minutes forty five seconds, and the show the the show itself is like thirty minutes. Yeah, because so like- the, that whole the rest of that time is just judge and then extermination. Yeah, and the extermination isn't very and long. That's at all. crazy. Yeah, it, they do really, really long judges panels yeah. on on this show. Maybe because they feel it's an easy way to spit, to to have t- to like extend the time or whatnot. But I feel like the judges' deliberations last way too long. But that's going to be a continuing theme throughout this season. I happen to have seen this season before. So um, those are my final thoughts and on the episode. do they play music while they're doing the floor show? Because when they, they have the music that they play over it, but then whenever they cut to like actual, it just it's just pure silence and so like to me that's that's creepier than anything i feel that they play music i feel they play music okay because i just i can't imagine being able to just do all that just to complete silence that i think that would terrify i feel they play music but they can't put it on there because of the of the licensing oh you think it's like yeah 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 they can't pay for it so they're gonna have music and then they can put their own like um uh and they do that classic thing you do when you have like a uh did you just fart no oh they have that classic thing you do when you have like shitty sound. You try and like up the background music. Yes. So the background music is so like drowning, and then, so it's just like I don't know. It's just funny. Uh, I I mean I will say like it wasn't like it was definitely shot. It's not something that like I'm in love with that I'm like mm-hmm. oh I want to you know mm-hmm. do this like watch this every day. Mm-hmm. But it was it was entertaining. And again like these women were just so. They're so uh, they're they're goers. They're just like, well, first off, they're super confident. Like, if I had half as much confidence as any of them, I think I would mm-hmm. be far better off. So, I mean, I don't know. I applaud all of them. But yeah, I will say. And then also, one of the things that I hated was that I had to watch like the recap on the second episode just to find out who got eliminated, just because I I couldn't tell. They don't tell you. They should say. They yeah. should write Pinche Queen. Yeah. Yes, and they didn't do that in the second episode, which we'll get into. They, 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 yeah, we'll do that next time. But they don't, they don't do it. They, I don't, they don't do it in season two either. It's, it's something that they. I wish they would fix that because I think they assume that we know. Uh, Although who all I, the queens are, I will say I love that. I love. I mean, not not that they don't announce the name, mm-hmm. but I love how they exterminate them. I yes. wish they would do that. I wish they would do that on Drag Race. I feel like that would be a lot more because I feel like it also allows the drag queen to have some like an exit. You know? Yeah. Well, have, they like, clearly pre-film them all, which is smart. You know? Yeah. So that, that, that all the exterminations are filmed before they start oh, so the competition. So they don't even know that they. No, oh, no, 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 no. Oh, no, that's no. smart. Because okay. yeah, you can. You can, That's very evident on season two. But on season one, yeah, they clearly pre-filmed. That way that the queen doesn't have to come back. They, so like I told you, there's a week in between. So they clearly oh, call the queen sense. and say, like, look, you didn't make it, the cut. I was thinking that they, then also what happened they if told the queen... them they didn't make it and then they had to film, like, a thing. So no, I, then, I guess that makes sense. You wouldn't sense. take that risk in TV production because you'd be like, well, what if they get pissed off and they're like, fuck you, I'm not going to come back. Yeah, that's you true. You know, so they just pre-film it. Um, all right. Well, that concludes this week's episode of the Dragula Recap Show. Da, 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 da. I'm just doing the background. Music. Oh, That's make sure to join da, us this da, week da, and every da, week da, as we discuss da, da, season da, da, one da, da, of Dragula. Da, 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 so, da, until next week. Da, da, da. So, so long, uglies. <laughs>
hosts her own podcast called The Bloody Mary Podcast with Maria and Lori. It's available on Apple Podcasts and wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow Lori Roggenkamp on Instagram at LROG, that's L-R-O-G-G, and on Twitter at Lori Roggenkamp, that's L-A-U-R-I-R-O-G-G-E-N-K-A-M-P. Joe Batanz is one of the hosts of the RuPaul's Drag Race Recap Podcast. You can find that show on iTunes, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow Joe Batanz on Instagram and Twitter at Joe Batanz. That's J-O-E-B-E-T-A-N-C-E. Hello Uglies is hosted by two people who give their dumb opinions on a show that's widely available on the internet. So, it goes without saying that Hello Uglies has nothing to do with the following. The Boulay Brothers, Dragula, Hey Queen, Johnny McGovern, Lady Red Couture, Any Gay Pimps, Amazon Prime, Optimus Prime, Jeff Bezos, the characters of Dracula, Elvira, Vampira, Blackula, Bella Lugosi, Layla Bugosi, Out TV, Outfest, In and Out, RuPaul, Ruth Paul, Rude Paul, The Plot to Assassinate Fidel Castro, Your House When I Got TP to 1996, and any event that ever happened ever. Hello Uglies is an Afterthought Media production.